Anak Brighton. My name is Brie Curley, and I've been on staff here for the past six years, leading our awesome college ministry, and was on staff at Anak Waltham for two years before that. And so at the end of February, I got the opportunity to go on a 12-week sabbatical. And as most of you know, those plans were radically changed because of COVID. Um, but I just want to share a little bit this morning of what God did in me um, during during that time. And I just want to say, um, I got to say this a couple weeks ago, but I've had the unique experience of getting to come back into our church after so many changes and shifts have happened. And I just want to say good job. I've been so encouraged by the increased prayer that's been happening of the way people have really band together, have served one another, have served their neighbors. And just want to say from an outsider perspective, coming back in that God really has been doing a lot during this time. And so this week we're taking a little break from Second Timothy, and I'm just going to share a little bit of what happened during sabbatical. And so this morning is more of just a story, and I'm praying that there'll be different parts of this story that you'll resonate with or that the Holy Spirit will nudge or speak to you in different ways during this time. So during the sabbatical, I learned a lot about myself. And honestly, if not most, all of it is still really in process. And so I'm not coming back with some major aha moment, didn't get a golden tablet from the mountain. Um, and, and I really kind of was expecting those sorts of encounters with God, but, but that's not what God did. But I really am coming back with this commitment to the process that, that God's bringing me through. And so this morning, this really isn't like a one size fits all sermon, but it's really just a window into the story of what God's been doing in my life. And so this morning, I just briefly want to hit on addressing places of lack in our life um, and, and asking God to fulfill those places of lack with authentic faith. And so I started off my sabbatical by being in Texas for a friend's wedding. And by day two, I was totally bored. I had nobody to hang out with. All my friends had gone back to work. And so I wandered into a bookstore and I found this book, Life Without Lack by Dallas Willard, all on Psalm 23. And if you don't know Dallas Willard, he's been extremely instrumental in my spiritual formation. His books are pretty hard to chew through and read through, um, but I would love to read all of his works. Um, it's one of my goals. And so there's this book on Psalm 23. I was like, hey, this feels really sabbatically. So I'm going to buy it. So I sat down, started reading it. And, and what I realized is I, was, I wasn't going to get past the first verse in Psalm 23, the rest of my sabbatical. And it says, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I have no lack or I have all that I need. Or other version says, I have more than enough. Or if we're going old school, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I have no lack. And so Willard, he really came out swinging on the first page of the introduction, and he posed the question to me. He said, do you really believe, or even more than believe, do you really experience a life where there's no lack, where there's no need, where you really have enough in God? And the answer was no in that moment. In my rational, kind of spiritual, church staff mind, the answer was yes, right? I knew that God is good. I knew that I had everything I need. I knew that he wanted to provide for me. But really deep in my gut, in, in, my, in my emotions, in my soul, the answer really was no. And I really was experiencing lack even in that moment. And I don't think I'm the only one. For me, in that moment, it was a place of emotional lack. It was feeling lonely. It was feeling like I'm in a place of unknown. It was, it was in a place of not feeling fully satisfied or connected to Jesus. And that was a scary place for me to be. 
And, and it's different for all of us. Some of us, the lack we feel may be that emotional place of, of loneliness. For some of us, that lack may be outside of ourselves. We're experiencing the lack of certain things that, that we want to see, like racial unity, or your friends or family knowing Jesus, or children having safe and loving homes, right? For some of us, it's spiritual. It's feeling the lack of actually being totally in love with Jesus right now, of feeling so in awe of God. But for others, it's, it's, it's seeing physical things, right? Believing for physical healing and those things not happening, feeling the lack in that place, or even financially, right? This pandemic has thrown many people into really desperate places saying, God, I want to believe that you're going to provide for me, but I have a lack financially and resources in my life right now. And, and we know, most of us know that these are places that God wants to fulfill, that God wants to come in, that he wants to come and provide. But our experience doesn't always match up with that. We still feel lack. And so what do we do with that? And for me, it was it was God starting to realign me to authentic faith in him, right? I was reading this book, and there's this one simple line, and, and he just kind of, it, it wasn't even a major part. He said, faith is a gift. And I read that, and I was like, yeah, faith is a gift. And then I stopped, and I wondered, do I really believe that? Do I really believe that faith is a gift? And my core gut belief in that moment, again, was no. I wasn't going to God for the source of my faith. I was realizing that I was trying to muster up faith for myself. I started thinking about how many prayer meetings that I had been in where I felt like I just had to yell a little bit louder for the mountain to move or where I feel like I'm spending time with God and I'm pleading God, satisfy this lack in me that I'm feeling, right? Where I, where I have hope, I have really good intentions that God's going to break through, but I don't actually have faith or true belief that he will. I, I started to believe that, yeah, maybe faith is from God a little bit, but also this humanistic view that I have to muster up faith for myself. And Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance or the substance or the confidence about what we do not see. And so that doesn't mean that um, whatever we want will, will get fulfilled once we have this faith, that we'll get this physical thing, but we will have the substance of that thing, of that promise, and that will be the place where there's satisfaction, where there's no lack. And, and we know when we actually have faith in something, right? At, at a core level, kind of the classic example is if you sit in a chair, it means you have faith that it's going to hold you up, right? And during sabbatical, I, I was spending time with God, and God gave me this picture that I felt like he spoke to me through. And this picture of me was kind of hovering and squatting over a chair. And so from the front, it looked like I was sitting down. It looked like I was putting my weight on it. But in reality, I wasn't, right? There was a gap between me and the seat. And my legs were getting shaky, they were getting tired. I wanted people around me to think I was sitting on it because I should be sitting on it. I really wanted to sit in the chair, right? My good intentions, my actions had gotten me in the same room, had got me very close to the chair. And, and the chair being this, this true, this strong belief that God is my shepherd, that he's the one who's gonna provide for me, that he's the one who's gonna fill these deep places of longing in my heart. But I didn't have the faith to sit in it, right? To really trust that this was sturdy. And that was my place of lack, of wanting to sit down, of wanting to believe these things of God, but not actually being able to do it. The, the gap was the action or the faith. And so I knew that even though it may be embarrassing, though it may be vulnerable to stand up, it, it was time where I had to admit to myself and, and to God that I didn't really have faith. 
in, in certain things about his character. And what I needed to do was take some time and really examine with God why I wasn't sitting down, why I was experiencing this lack of faith in regards to knowing God would provide for me and really meet with me and addressing that place of lack in my life. And there's this whole process that God takes us through to develop faith in scripture, both for individuals and for communities. And, and when we see those things, there's testing, there's transformation of individuals, there's repentance, there's trials that God brings us through to experience a place of increased faith. And I, I'm not going to get into all of that today, but if you need a jump start, just read the rest of Hebrews 11, right, to see how this whole list of people, the hall of faith, as many people call it, how, what, what they've gone through, even though they didn't receive what was promised them, many of them. And a couple examples, Sarah, right, she had this promise that her descendants would be like stars in the sky, but she walked around for so much of her life with this pain of not having any children. But scripture says it was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child. Though she was barren and too old, she believed that God would keep his promise, right? She didn't see this promise of whole nation of descendants, but she had true faith accredited her even in that place of longing and not seeing what she believed for. Another example in Hebrews 11 was the people of Israel in the battle of Jericho, right? And, and Hebrews 11.30 says, it was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls came crashing down. And I like this example because this story is about a whole community of people, not just an individual who had faith. It was, it was Israel believing and having faith that something impossible that had never been done before could happen, right? It was their faith that pushed over those walls, not some like whirlwind because they were running around really fast. And so there's many places where we as a community need to receive faith from God to see these walls in our city fall down. And so what does this look like practically for me? The, the first thing is I, I really had to identify the places of lack in my life, really do some digging and say, God, where am I really not believing you? The second thing is I had to admit and, and really realign my belief that faith is a gift from God and have to start to desire and ask God to give me more faith. And the third thing was to start asking God for that authentic faith and saying yes to the process of how he wants to develop that in me, no matter what it means. So the first thing, being honest with God and myself. And, and that, that meant to really identify and admit places where I felt lack. To stop ignoring places in myself and say, you know what? I really want to believe that you satisfy the deepest places of my emotional needs in my life, but I don't right now. And leaving it at that not coming up with some game plan of how to fix it, not putting some sticker Bible verse that says, but God is good, after to make myself feel better or feel more spiritual. It, it, it was a place of becoming totally honest with God saying, I know I'm supposed to believe this about you, but that is not what I'm experiencing right now. I'm experiencing lack. And, and it's really just becoming aware, not trying to fix it. And the second thing is that started to inform and change the way that I prayed. Right, these places where I really don't have faith, where I really don't have this true belief of, yeah, I can sit down on that and know it's going to hold me up. Where, where I feel like I'm asking for something that I don't believe, I've stopped and changed my prayers to ask God for faith instead. For faith to believe for that thing that I'm asking for, instead of just pounding and asking for the outcome. Matthew 7 um, says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, 
the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask of him? And this faith, it really is a gift, right? There, there's this God who when we come to him, when we knock, we, we believe that he has what we're asking for. He has the gift that we're asking for. And, and this faith, I can't control how much faith I get. That is God's decision. But what I've realized in this season is I can control how much time that I pursue into asking God and desiring more faith. Not to prove to him how much I want it so that I get more faith, but knowing and believing that he's a good shepherd, knowing that he really does give good gifts to his children, and and prayer in that place of saying, God, would you give me faith, is making space in my life for that transformation to happen so I can receive it. For example, the, the way that my prayers have shifted is, is if there's a day where I'm dealing with anxiety, where I feel like I don't really believe God is going to bring me peace. Instead of just praying, God, take away my anxiety, give me peace. And kind of at the core gut level, I'm like, oh, I don't really think that's going to happen. I've, I change the way I pray and I say, God, will you give me the faith to believe that you say there is no lack in you? And, that, and that's connected to me walking in peace with you and not anxiety. I want to have the faith to believe that you're going to bring peace to my soul like you did in the Gospels when you calm the storm. Give me faith to believe that you're going to calm the storm, calm this anxiety in my life. Do you see how my prayers have shifted to asking God for faith? And, and these aren't all my prayers, right? These are just areas where I feel like I don't have faith to back up what I'm asking God for. There's some things that I have faith for that I can ask God with confidence and believe that he's going to do, where I have the substance of the faith of that thing. But, but there's many areas where I'm saying, God, I need you to increase my faith. So the first thing is being honest with God and myself of really identifying these places of lack. The second place is, is changing the way I pray and really asking God for faith in places where I don't actually have it. And the third is submitting to the process that God wants to take me on, right? To give me greater faith, really allowing God to be my good shepherd. And the rest of Hebrews 11, right? We touched two of them, but there's this whole list of people who are praised for having great faith. But it's because they said yes to the process. It was often painful for them to get to that place of really believing what God had for them. It, it took many steps for them to get there. And most of them, scripture says that they didn't receive the promise, but they didn't have that place of lack because they had obtained the faith or the substance of the promise. And so my individual process is going to be different than your process, but sometimes there's also communal process that God's going to take us on in different seasons. And so I just want to say yes, that I've had to say yes to the process that he's a provider of the faith, right? As we're talking about God is a good shepherd, he's the one who's going to lead us to the stream to drink, right? That that I, a lot of the times as, as I'm on the process of getting to the water, because I'm so thirsty, I just stop in this barren pasture yelling at him saying, God, give me water, give me water, give me water. He's saying, I, I'm leading you. I'm leading you to the water. Follow me on this process, right? And so what it really looks like is following him through it, even in faith, even when you're thirsty, so you can receive where he's taking you. 
It might be a longer walk than, than you want to, but, but he promises that he's going to be with us. So this morning, I want to ask you, is there a place with God where you feel like you're experiencing lack? Where, some, where something I've said, you've identified, yeah, there is a place in my life, either emotionally or in the natural or in the world around me, where I experience lack, where I want to believe something is true about God. I want to have faith for this certain thing, this promise that God's put in my heart, but I don't really have that. Or is, is, is there a place, a chair that you feel like you're kind of hovering over today? where your legs are tired, where it's time to be honest with yourself, where it's time to be honest with God, where it's time to be honest with others, where you need to ask God for authentic faith, where you may need to stand up and say, you know what, I've been pretending to believe for this thing, but I don't really have the faith, the substance to back it up. And so I just want to say right now is an awesome time to do that. You can come back to the Zoom link at 1145 and have someone pray for you. Or if you're gathered with people in your home right now, if you're with your family or roommates or friends, or if there's someone that you want to call, I, I want to encourage you to, to do that, to come and say, hey, I want to be vulnerable and, and, I, and I want to ask you to pray for me. I want to say these are places of lack in my life that I've identified, or this is a place where I'm believing God and I need someone else's faith to push me. God has intentionally put us in community so that we can walk together, so that we can believe for one another. And I want to say that this morning is an awesome time to do that. So if you have any need in your life, whether it's related to this message or not, I want to invite you back to 1145 to be prayed for, to be encouraged um, by, by the different staff that will be there, or, or pray together as a household with whoever you're with and believe that God is going to come and begin to take us on a process of, of filling the places of lack that we have in our life. And so I'm, I'm going to pray for us this morning. God, I do thank you, Lord, that you are a good shepherd. God, that in you there is no lack. And God, I'm asking for every person in our church, God, every person who's listening to this, God, every place of lack, every place of pain, every place where we want to believe you, God, we are opening up again. God, we are admitting that faith is a gift from you, God, and that we want to receive it. God, that whatever it takes, we trust you to lead us on a process to receive faith, that, that we would feel a satisfaction, experience the satisfaction of your presence, of the good gifts you want to give your children in this season. And so, Jesus, we love you, God. I bless every person, God, who's watching this to experience the fullness in you, even right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, guys. Love being a part of our church, and hopefully see you soon.